are listening to The Depression Session at 99.1 FM Downtown Radio. Each week, we'll have a new guest tell the story of their depression. I'm your host, Laura Milkins, and thank you for joining us on The Depression Session. Just a note for my listeners, I want to make sure you understand that this is a show about depression, and some of the content can be triggering, so please take care of yourself if something on the show brings up difficult feelings, and seek professional help if you need it. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the Depression Session on Downtown Radio. Today, we have with us in the studio, Amy Una. Amy is a mental health blogger from England. We'll be right back with Amy, but first, let's talk about play. A bunch of things happened in the last week. One was, I have my Depression Session meetups, and the topic was summertime blues, and it was very low turnout. Only a few people came, but... It was really great because I, as you all noticed, have been struggling with summertime blues, just feeling, I I just feel like I can't leave the house and I don't want to go anywhere and I don't have to because I'm on break because I teach. So I've been holding up a lot, feeling bad about it, trying to get myself to do some of the things I thought I'd be doing over the summer, like all my grandiose plans (laughs) and not doing it. And I went to the depression session meetup and just talked openly about it with people. And they talked about their very same struggles of like the heat and I don't want to leave my house and I just want to hole up and go out at night and or not leave at all. And somehow that really, really, really helped me to both hear it from other people and to tell that story. And I've just given myself free license. I'm like, you don't have to do anything. You don't need to go anywhere, do anything be productive, do nothing. It's fine. Just do nothing. And that's been really great. And so I've been calling up friends and saying, what are you doing? (laughs) And then go for a coffee. And I take my work with me because nominally I might work on it, but I'm not doing it very much at all. I got my hair cut yesterday, which was really fun. I haven't had my hair cut in six months or something. And so I'm just going to share with you from Everyday Health, an article called Go Out and Play, Why You Shouldn't Stop Acting Acting Like a Kid by Teresa Bouchard. Evolutionary biologist and animal behavioralist special Mark Burkhoff, PhD, once said that playing is training for the unexpected. Psychiatrist and play expert Stuart Brown, MD, said, those who play rarely become brittle in the face of stress or losing the healing capacity for humor. That playing can even access parts of our brain that are blocked to mindfulness, meditation, and cognitive behavioral therapy. An article published in spring 2011 issue of American Journal of Play, Boston College research professor Peter Gray, PhD, wrote, over the past half century or so in the United States and some other developed nations, opportunities for children to play, especially to play outdoors and with other children, have continually declined. Over the same period, measures of psychopathology in children and adolescents, including indices of anxiety, depression, feelings of helplessness, and narcissism, have continually increased. I recently had the opportunity to speak with Dr. Gray, author of Free to Learn, about the importance of play, not only for kids, but for adults. So I thought that was an illuminating article, just that play can actually help you with your depression, because honestly, that's what I'm doing. I've been working like a mad thing all year, and I got done, and this summer I took a little break, and then I thought, okay, here's my 101 things that I want to get done so that... I can roll into next semester and it's not so crazy and I'm taking my students to Oaxaca, Mexico this summer. So I just felt like, okay, great, I'll I'll do these things because they're things I want to do and I can't. I can't. 
and I was feeling more and more depressed and sinking. And then I just decided to stop. Like, I'm just going to goof off. (laughs) And it's really, really helping. I feel good today. So I know it's summertime. It's beastly hot in Arizona. It's supposed to be 115. They closed the Phoenix airport yesterday because the tarmac was melting because it was 115 degrees. So I know that all of you here in this part of the world do not want to go out and play. Maybe at 5 a.m. I've been getting up at 5 because it's the only time you can go outside. But if you have a chance to play with a friend and be silly and not do what you're supposed to do and not feel bad about it, I hope you can. Thanks. Today we have with us in the studio, Amy Una. Amy is a mental health blogger from England. Hello, Amy. Welcome to the depression session. Hi. Thank you for having me. So Amy, tell tell our audience a little about yourself. So basically, I'm 20. I'm from England. And I've been writing a blog about my mental health, about my anxiety and depression. And I've just been using it as a diary to try and get my feelings out but try and be very honest and just let people be able to read it and be able to relate in little ways or me be able to just read it and be like oh yes (laughs) I know what she means (laughs) she's not crazy (laughs) but it just makes me feel good as well because I'm it feels like I'm helping them a little that I feel like I'm friends with strangers more than I have friends. (laughs) But just that love and care, that's what I'm just trying to do with my blog, just to show that there is still that love in the world where people aren't so horrible and judgmental. And I'm not that type of person. Just be open with me and I'm going to love you for who you are no matter what. But that's what I'm just trying to do with my blog. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the amazing things. Like right now I'm talking to you. I'm in Tucson. You're in England. (laughs) And, And the role technology plays in our current day and our ways of being able to like to connect to somebody from so far. It's kind of amazing. Do you have comments from people that you just feel like, oh, I get you or. Yes. Oh, there's this gentleman called Charlie and he writes poems about his anxiety and depression and his other mental illnesses and it's just when I put up a tweet and he does a little reply and it's just what he replies it's always like you know what I mean or when he puts up a tweet about his poems they're just so heartwarming and you're just like oh my god how are you in my mind how did it's like how do you know this <laughs> but, but it isn't. It's we're all really going through the same thing, and if we are there for one another, we can all get through this. On that note, Amy, tell us the story of your depression. Well, what I want to talk about really is how anxiety and depression has been like a big toll on my life from since I was a child, and it's only since the age of twenty this year really that I've only came to terms with it taking. That is too, that's such a big part of my life that has been happened to me as a person, really. That when I was younger, I thought I was just like a weird, strange girl, but I wasn't. I was just, I had anxiety that made me anxious about everything where I would be scared to play with other children because I would be scared what they would think of me. And at the age of five, you shouldn't be really caring about that. You should be caring about your Barbie girls. 
as I got older, I suffered a lot of bullying and having all those comments of those stupid people that are very little <laughs> talking down on me, making me feel little, just putting those words feeding my anxiety and depression. It, as I got older, it just got stronger and stronger, but I didn't know what was wrong with me. And it was only this year when I got from work, I had to be signed off sick because I couldn't actually physically get on public transport to get to work because of my social fear was so bad. And that I would get to the point where I would feel suicidal when I would be on the way walking to work, I'd be like, oh, just jump in front of this train now and that'd be it, everything would be sorted. And you have that fight in you to be like, no, this isn't you, like this is just your depression talking here. And you would try and fight and you you would try and act it. And it would have those tolls where, where you've been acting so long, it then comes all deep down on you where you've like tried to bottle it up. But usually when I have my little breakouts, where I have my little explosions, I find it actually helps quite a lot to get all of those emotions out in one go, in a way. But it, I find that it's best that if you do actually find someone or something to talk to. So this is why I actually started blogging recently, is so that every single day I can try and write a blog depending on how I feel or what's came to my mind or type of thoughts that I'm feeling or situations that I can't stop thinking about. Just having it out in front of you in words, just for you to see and see what you've been through and to understand that it is your anxiety and depression. It, it helps and lets you know that's what it is, that you're fine as a person, that you just have harder struggles to what other people may do if they don't have such mental illnesses and I just find like it's affected my life quite badly like recently this week I've only been out twice and I've only gone down to the nature reserve and <laughs> on the way I have to walk past all these roads and all these shops and cars and oh it makes it makes me have a panic attack every time. So I have to have both my headphones in. I have my boyfriend holding my hand right next to me, and I'm squeezing it, and he's wanting to cry because I'm panicking. But the second I get to that nature reserve and I just see nature, open fields, the lakes, I just feel free. I feel myself. I feel normal. I feel me. I feel how I used to feel. Like, I feel with nature nature like because there isn't anyone who can really judge me there's not anything really bad that could happen there it's just you and nature like listening to the birds seeing the beautiful colors that the world has naturally given to us instead of all this man-made things that really don't help your mental health when I try and do open up or try to talk about it where I have a million things going through my mind at once my anxiety and depression like decides to wipe everything in my mind and then I go completely forgetful and I, I won't remember what I'm going to say, what it was, uh, who I was talking to, what our conversation was about and then I always have to do the, oh, what were we talking about? And then they're like, oh, can't you remember? It was like two seconds ago and then they don't realise what they said but that little comment just adds to the tone that gets built on you from it and but once you've like realized you have anxiety and depression you've realized like 
your ways, but on a daily basis, you notice the same sort of situations. And once you find you can talk to someone or, like I said, like write a blog or diary or something, to see it be all out and in the open, it like, it just makes it become more real and makes you become more you. And it's just a mental illness. It's not you. It's just a part of you that makes you you. It makes you that little anxious person. But in a way, I love it because I, I find that from this, I'm actually very caring and I'm very loving to other people because I understand what they may be hiding or may not be wanting to tell people because I was in the same situation of locking myself away in my bedroom and my mum not knowing that I was upstairs in bed crying, wanting to die, and she was downstairs thinking I was perfectly fine. And it was only till this year that she's starting to understand and realise it more, but it's still taking her slowly to get to terms with what it is because she used to be one of the people that saw it as attention-seeking. But once you've been there and you've been through it, it is not attention-seeking. And from people doing that, it just makes you want to bottle it up more. And that's what I needed to explain to my mum so that she could understand that she needs to stop with her little slight, little digs, let me be open, and then she will understand what how it affects people and what a big toll it is on me. She, I couldn't talk to her face to face, so I had to actually write her a letter and send it to her through the post. And she actually lives five minutes down the road from me, so I could have just handed it to her myself. But um, it turned up at the her house about four days later, and she just called me and she was like, "I didn't realise you were that bad. Like, I didn't understand you were that emotionally." feeling that depressed and I was like you don't because you wear a mask so you don't want to make people feel sorry for you to make them think you're attention seeking you just don't want them to really focus too much on you because you feel like you're not worth it but you are worth it and it is worth talking and being open about it because the moment you are it just becomes that slight it's a bit easier to get down the route of being more honest but being able to talk about it like the other night i i couldn't sleep at all my boyfriend went to sleep and he had work at six in the morning and i just couldn't sleep and then i just had this thought like you're about to die you are going to die at this very moment and no one's going to care if you die but then i was like nope snap out of this like my thoughts were still going so i thought I need to wake my boyfriend up. I woke him up straight away. I told him what was going on in my mind. And he just cuddled me. And he was like, if you did die, I would be here, babe. I would be here and I'd be crying. I would kill myself for you. And just like to have that conversation in that moment when I was feeling that, it just felt so good to realise, okay, you, this isn't you. You're... It's just trying to play with your mind. It's trying to do these dark tricks on you to push you to that limit when you don't need to. When this pain, it can become physical, but it's just your emotions at the end of the day that have just been so badly affected from past or certain things that have happened in life. And 
it just makes you a stronger person. You, you shouldn't see it as a weak thing because that's what I used to see it as and I just found it just made a bigger toll on me that everyone saw me as this weird mental illness, depressed girl who's going to try and commit suicide. So I just tried to put it up. But then when I realised, actually, no, you're strong because no one else actually, well, other people who do have mental health, but no one else who have been in that situation they don't actually understand how badly it feels on that person and once you realize that you're strong from that and that you've you've handled so much emotion more deeply than other people would it it's just like sort of amazing because you're like a superhero in a way like how you can take on all this bad stuff and you can still get through it there's always light at the end of the tunnel. That's why I've got a tattoo on my leg saying, for every dark night, there's a brighter day. So that every time I feel a little sad, I just look down and think, that you got that on you for a reason. And then I also got one on my wrist to say, this world can be ugly, but isn't it beautiful? Because I hate the concrete jungle. I hate buildings. I hate people. I just, just uh, uh, my social anxiety goes crazy and then my depression kicks in and then I just want to lock myself in bed and so that's why nature is my favorite place so if any like if you do find you find it hard to go out like try go for a little walk just to hear nature to hear the lake to hear the trees blowing in the wind just to take it all in for just an hour just out you you just feel so much better you just feel happy again you just feel the energy from the earth like i sound a bit hippie but i i love it it's true <laughs> but the other day when we went for one of our little adventures <laughs> we go through this lakes that take you to this horse field and there's quite a few horses in but usually they're fine and you just walk past them uh, but the other night we stayed up the lakes quite late because I wanted to take pictures of the moon and the stars and uh, all the rest of it and when we were walking back through the horse field I don't know what the horses thought we were but for some reason they wanted to charge at us and chase us so then we had to run into a bush and this put my social anxiety, my anxiety, all of it to the test. I, me and my boyfriend was hiding in this bush. I was having a panic attack and he was going, no, babe, it's okay. You're going to be fine. They're just horses. They probably think you're just some, someone bad trying to hurt them. You're fine. Like, you're not going to do anything wrong. Like, we just stay here for a couple minutes. And... We just stayed there and I just took in my breathes. I could feel my heart racing and I just focused on my breathing to get me out of it. And then when we got out of the field, we finally ran out after 45 minutes. <laughs> and I think the horses went to bed. I just felt so much better in myself for putting myself on, on that risky edge to actually have something bad happen to me. But it was a funny situation and it put my anxiety and heart to the test <laughs> every day I'm just taking it as it comes now and I'm just going to keep blogging I'm just going to keep opening up my feelings and if I want to have a lazy day I will but I I'm going to try force myself to go for little walks and take day by it comes and see how far I get <laughs>
Amy, thanks so much for your story. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and just just a couple things. I really loved when you said it's like being a superhero. Yeah, it's just like how you're not a supervillain because I know like you may feel like you're going to get other people down and you feel a bit negative and you don't want to make anyone else feel sad. But no, you, you're strong. You are a person who is made by having these little flaws that have made you to this strong person. So, yeah, I'm a superhero. You're a superhero. We're all superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. What's your blog? Can you tell our viewers how they would tune into your blog and read it? Um, if you go on WordPress, it, it's the username Yuna Anxiety. And you'll be able to see my page, or if you go on Twitter, you can search Yuna Anxiety and see the link there. That would be easier, but yeah. So U-N-A and then Anxiety. Yeah, yeah that's okay. it. Awesome, because I'm sure somebody will want to check it out. We have a meetup group that meets once a month to talk about depression, and going to that really helped. It's just, you know, going and talking about your depression to people who know, who are all nodding. You feel like a freak and they're all like, yes. <laughs> and the second thing that it does is putting it out there in the world means that you're helping someone else. Yeah. And I've been thinking a lot about that. My last guest had brain cancer and here she is making baby blankets, right? And, and so there's something she was talking about helping other people, how that just gets her through her day. And so by blogging, you're, 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 there's somebody out there who's reading it and they're, yeah. they're going to make it through the day. That's what I try to do. It's like, I don't just do it for myself. Like whenever I see someone's comment over Reddit, I need to message them straight away. I need to make sure they're okay, how their day is, and to know that if they do need to talk to someone, I am here and I won't judge them. Uh, I'll, I'll be... Like a little open book for you to scribble in just to get all your emotions out to that little bit better. Find someone who can be a little bit relatable to. Uh, and, and so often that feeling of judgment that you get from other people who don't know what you're going through and don't know that it's a superhuman struggle just to get down yeah. the street. <laughs> Definitely. That when you hear someone else who has the same struggle, it's just healing. It makes I think it, it because a lot of depression for me is isolation and isolating and you know being really internal and then to hear someone else's story makes it's like I'm not alone like know that there's someone else is out there that is going through sort of the same thing you are that you're not the only one in the world going through this pain and that there are other people that have gone through it worse and that we are lucky to be here now fighting and being strong and helping each other's out. <laughs> and then the other thing that really, I relate to a lot because my topic is about playing and like going outdoors. <laughs> you know, there's this whole article about like mental health is up because children, for children, because they're not going outside. And I think your walks to somewhere natural and your description, like your very passionate description of being in that natural space. I honestly, I am a little bit hippie and I think everybody needs that connection yeah definitely it's just like seeing all the colors and of flowers the reflection of the clouds on the water just little things like that it's just like 
you don't see that in a concrete jungle where there's crowds, people looking at their phone, people being judgmental. There, all you see is animals, <laughs> the odd person walking their dogs. But it's fine because it's getting you used to getting back to into that social way. But you're still feeling comfortable where you, you know that's probably just going to be one or two people you're going to bump into, and it's just you and nature. <laughs> yeah. There, there are times when I think I would have been a really fantastic farmer. Yes. Oh, my God. I've told my boyfriend, when we finally get our own place, we're turning it into a farm. I want all animals, and I want my own little shack at the end so I can sleep with the animals. I just find them so relaxing. Uh, and and I have put in, I finally, you know, depression, it took forever. I planted too late, but I did finally put in a little garden in my backyard here of like tomatoes and an eggplant and squash and peppers. And it makes me happy. I just go out every morning. I have to do it anyway and check on them. I just go out and look at them and it makes me really happy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, no. Oh, that's like my dad always brought me up to be a little gardener as well to have the green farm and um the other week I haven't done it with him in so long and he brought loads of plants for the summer and we were there planting them and we didn't speak we just planted plants for about an hour or two and then when we finished he was like do you feel good and I was like yeah to be fair like I actually do he was like see this is why I like to do it because it just gets you away just get your mind busy just seeing the beauty and the flowers and how it all works i like it yeah and i like to if i can get my hands in the dirt a little bit i feel oh, like gotcha. it grounds a little bit too <laughs> you always got to get a little bit mucky my, my favorite thing when i was little was mud pies making mud pies and bringing them into my mum, and then her screaming get that out of the house <laughs> but i thought it was good <laughs> I think that there's so many things that it, each person that I have on the show has a different combination of things. It sounds like the social anxiety is a really high one for you. And that's a hard one because you are in a concrete jungle and to do anything requires you to go out into that space where there's just too many people around. Yeah. It's like I find it hard sometimes to even go to the doctors, even though the doctors is just around the corner, just sitting there and everyone being there. But now what I've done is I ring my doctor beforehand and he makes sure that there's a chair outside his waiting room so that I can sit down away from all the people, just so that it makes me feel a bit more calmer and ready to open up to him about what's been going on. It's just... If you can find those little things, like how, like my boyfriend's trying to learn how to drive for me, so it's that slight bit easier for me to get from places from seeing too many people walking out in the concrete jungle. But I will get there. Like I, I know I'll get back on my feet again and be able to go, be able to go out into that horrible country concrete jungle a little bit, but I'll still be out in my nature. Well, on that note, thank you so much for being on the Depression Session, Amy. Thank you for having me. I want to mention again that if you found some of the content of today's episode triggering, please seek professional help and call 911 if you feel like hurting yourself or others. 
I'm not a licensed therapist, and this show and the station are not endorsing any remedies or products. The purpose of this show is to destigmatize depression through storytelling. You can find a link to mental health services on downtownradio.org on the About KTDT page. To listen to the podcast, or if you're interested in being on the show, contact us at www.thedepressionsession.com. You've been listening to The Depression Session on Downtown Radio Tucson with music by Septa Helix. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at The Depression Session Podcast. Thank you.